follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you are caring for a person with autism, great information from a trusted source can be a lifeline. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. We are here to have the conversations that will help you create success for the extraordinary individual with autism in your life. Now, here is your host, Rob Haupt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Rob Haupt. Um, I'm the Vice President of Business Development at Autism Spectrum Therapies, or AST. Uh, We're an agency that provides services to individuals with autism and other uh, special needs or developmental disabilities across the country. Um, I come to you guys every week here from uh, Southern California. Normally, I'm in L.A., uh, working out of our, our main office there, but today uh, I'm actually a little bit further south in Orange County. Um, as as you return listeners know, I'm also uh, a BCBA, a board-certified behavior analyst uh, who's been working in the field of applied behavior analysis for about a dozen years now here in California, uh, out back on the East Coast in New York and in Boston, uh, a little bit of time Lending a hand in New Orleans, Seattle, and a couple of other places over the years. Uh, really kind of kind of quirky, funky mood today. Uh, just finished up celebrating a, a big birthday for my wife, and we uh, we definitely did the. I think fighting the urge to uh, to say that you know she's getting old, so of course the best way to do that was uh, spending a day at an amusement park, and, and we actually spent uh, her whole birthday at a, at Knott's Berry Farm, which is a local park uh, here in, in Southern California, riding roller coasters, having a, a grand old time, and, and taking advantage of the fact that uh, all the kids are are back in school midweek, so we got to ride the rides, no lines, right away hop on in to the head of a line. Um, and in some cases, they don't even walk down the stairs, but just get off and get right back on from the other side. Uh, a very fun occasion. And uh, I, I don't bring this all up to, to brag and to, or to celebrate, but, uh, but to lead into um, something that kind of caught me during the day is you know, I, was, I was on the rides kind of being back uh, to, to eight-year-old Rob, I guess. And uh, I saw this really cool shirt. And uh, at first, I just kind of liked the shirt. I thought it was cool. Um, it, it had a, you know, a, a heathered blue material. It looked very much like something you would find in like American Apparel. You know, looked comfortable. All, all the good stuff that uh, seems to be the trendy shirts right now, or t-shirts, I should say. And then you know the 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 writing on the shirt also really cool, really nice, uh, modern look to it. Uh, so I took a second to to read what it said. And the shirt said, autism, different, not less. And uh, 
really just, I don't know, really just kind of connected, grabbed, grabbed a hold of me. Um, and I, I just then happened to look at the person wearing the shirt because I, I didn't even notice who was wearing it. I just noticed the shirt first. And young man, probably 14, 15 years old, um, there with who I assume is, is either uh, an uncle, a dad, uh, maybe even an older brother for all I know, uh, but, but looked like a relative, but someone he was very comfortable with. And here he is doing the roller coasters, doing great, wearing this cool shirt. And um, I don't know, it, it just kind of made me realize, or, or actually it kind of got me looking around. And then I noticed um, a number of other individuals um, who, um, as I started to pay attention, were probably um, needing, you know, had some special needs. Maybe um, some of them had more of a um, physical limitations that uh, were a little bit easier to spot. Maybe uh, some of them was be- me being maybe like overly acute to odd behaviors that maybe are just odd behaviors of a typical individual, which we all have. Um, but I, what I thought was really cool is just, you know, here we are, this overwhelming amusement park that can be really overstimulating and, and crazy and chaotic. And um, I was just, I don't know, kept thinking about it. I was really impressed by just how awesome this guy was doing and then how cool his shirt was and, and what a, a great statement he was, he was making there. And, and one that I think a few of our listeners have, or I should say, um, our guests have said, you know, different, not less. And... Um, I don't know. I was just really into it and thought it was really cool to see this really great poignant message being done in a very kind of hip and modern way in terms of this t-shirt that could have been any cool t-shirt with any cool slogan out there and uh, made me feel really good about kind of like the direction we're going and, and, and how we're spreading these messages. Um, it doesn't have to be a, you know, the standard white t-shirt with a screen on. This was way more high quality than that. Um, and I, I thought how cool it would be if, if more and more people were wearing shirts like that. Um, if, if that's how we were kind of spreading these messages, like so many other, uh, great causes and, and organizations out there. So a little bit of a rambling thought. I think I'm still in kind of recovery mode from the dizziness of, of the roller coasters. My wife is a, is a, an adrenaline junkie, so big, crazy roller coasters with big drops is, is her thing, and I, I still feel a little dizzy from a, a long day of them because they, they're not always my thing. Anyway, uh, let's go to, to talk a little bit about our guest today and our topic. Uh, um, I think very much in line with that shirt that kind of got me thinking about a, a great presentation of a message. Um, our guest today also has a, a great message and I think a very cool presentation uh, of that message. Um, today I'm joined by uh, Danielle uh, Diacomo. Um, she was born in Brooklyn, New York and grew up in Cumberland, Maryland, as well as Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, she fell in love with documentary filmmaking at, eight, at 15 and after graduating with a BA in film studies from Wesleyan University, actually where I went to undergrad as well, uh, Danielle lived in London and was uh, working on short film shoots. Um, back in New York, uh, she worked at National Geographic and News.com before getting her master's degree in media studies from the New School in 2004. Um, she's helped to develop and produce the first two annual uh, Cinema Eye Honors for Nonfiction Film, and Associate produced two documentary features, uh, Jennifer 
Uh, Venditti's Billy the Kid and Samantha Bucks, 21 Below. In 2010, she produced three short films, two of which premiered at Cannes Short Film Corner, and associate produced one feature, Nancy Please, which premiered at Tribeca Film Festival in 2012. Um, she was one of six producers selected to attend the 2011 Sundance Institute's Creative Producing Lab, where she was the Mark Silverman honoree. And right now, she's working on a really cool uh, documentary um, chronicling the, uh, a classroom in, uh, in Newark, New Jersey, which um, is a special ed classroom um, in a high school uh, where a number of high schoolers are working on their um, high school program over the span of about a year and a half called uh, Best Kept Secret is the name of the film and that she's going to talk to us about. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really curious what, you know, you, you've got all these different documentaries that you've been working on. What kind of drew you to this, this topic, to autism and, and to uh, kids on the spectrum? Sure. I mean, it really, I was drawn to it um, by the director, Samantha Buck, um, you know, who directed it. She and I had worked on a previous film, um, called 21 Below, and she and I were on the festival circuit with that film, I think it was four years ago, and we saw a lot of documentaries about kids with autism um, and autism, but the primary focus of those was cures, and also younger kids and kids of a certain um, economic class, basically. Um, so she really got to thinking, you know, there, there must be older kids kids on the spectrum, um, there must be people of different socioeconomic groups and, and a more diverse population, and she started kind of researching that, and then during her research um, went to several events and ended up talking with a lot of parents who basically told her that, you know, say what you will about the public school system and education for those on the spectrum, but it's really the problem and the big Fear is really what happens when they turn 21 and age out of the system, and essentially um, she termed it falling off the cliff. Um, mm. So she came to me with that idea, and we worked really well together in the past, and I just kind of got caught up in, in her vision and and got hooked into the project, um, which is, you know, a really, really important one and something that I had never actually thought about myself, so... So it was all just kind of um, this organic mm-hmm. accident of fate, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're, you're, I, I like what you're saying about this idea of the transition and, and adulthood. This, this cliff is something that I know we talk a lot about with, um, with the families we work with. Um, so it's, it is really cool that you guys are highlighting that. I was curious, though, how you guys, how you guys found this classroom um, in in New Jersey, you know, what was the what was the process, and, and how do you guys select um, this specific school? Sure, I mean, again, like with all or many great documentaries, you kind of start out thinking you're gonna tell one story and end up telling another one just based on who you find and how it works out. So she had been researching the New York City public school system to do a um, you know a story there. 
about the kids in their special education district, and you know, which made sense because we both live in Brooklyn um, and know a lot of teachers in that system. But eventually, we couldn't get access, and, and she was ready to kind of give up. And then um, she, Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, is actually a, a family friend of her mother's, and he has actually been advocating for more resources for. Um, those with autism aging out, which makes a lot of sense because New Jersey actually has the highest rate of autism in the country. So we thought, okay, we'll give, he suggested we wanted to do an urban area and Newark being so close to New York, being such a large city, um, seemed like the perfect fit. And so he connected us with the director of communications for Newark public schools, um, and and we Googled, and Samantha found JFK, and, and we presented that to them. And, and within a week, they set up a meeting at the school. And JFK is a really interesting and amazing place because it's, you know, in the middle of this really run-down, um, not-so-safe neighborhood in Newark right across from, you know, there's nothing around. It's pretty desolate. There's, like, a liquor yeah. store on the corner. And you go in, and it's this amazing place for kids who are 10 up to 21 and it's all special ed or special needs. And it's the oldest public high school in the country that actually caters solely to special needs. And it's totally public and they have amazing programs. They even have a swimming pool for the kids, like right in the middle of Newark, which is crazy. And so we went in and we were just blown away. And um, the principal, Dr. Johnson Green, who's, also just this amazingly strong woman um, gave us full access. She just said, you know, make yourself at home. Feel free to go into any room, talk to anybody, which is really, really rare. I mean, most people, like, are suspicious or have something to hide. And, you know, she just said, it's yours to do what you want with. And and she brought in um, two teachers, both of whom the two teachers in the school who worked with older students on the autism spectrum and one of them was Janet Mina, who we ended up following for the next two years. And what was amazing about her, um, not only is she gorgeous and articulate and passionate, um, but also all six of the guys in her class were aging out at the same time. Um, a year and a half later, they were all turning 21. And so really we just started following her and, and her eye-opening journey um, to help them. She had never really dealt with this before on that level of having all her students, you know, have to face what happens when they graduate. Um, And and so we just got lucky and it just, you know, fell in our laps that way. That's, I mean, that's awesome. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, about Janet and, and about her classroom and what you guys ultimately uh, got to see during the documentary. But we've got to take a, a commercial break. So let's take this first commercial break and we'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio, everyone. Um, joined today by uh, Danielle uh, Diacomo, um, and she's the producer of Best Kept Secret, a really cool new documentary um, focusing in on some high school students and, uh, and their teacher at uh, JFK High School in Newark, New Jersey. Um, you know, right before the break, you were talking about uh, some of the the goals and, and some of the, the, I guess, the process of of how you found this school in New Jersey. Um, and I actually, you know, I think it's really cool that you were able to find this school in New Jersey because it, I find it to actually be a very progressive state in terms of how they look at autism and mm-hmm. how they um, think about supports and services. Um, and I know the Governor Christie there has actually been a, a very big supporter of uh, different legislation to help families who have kids on the spectrum. Um, but I think that gives it an interesting contrast, too, of like, this is a place that's very progressive, and here's maybe some of the good resources they have. But I know you guys also highlight some of the, some of the lesser resources. So right. I, I, I really think that's a nice little balance you guys were able to, uh, to kind of stumble upon versus doing something in New York. Yeah, I mean, the reason for that and for targeting an inner city area is that we were just, it's hard enough if if you have, um, if you're coming from a two-parent home who have resources or, you know, in the middle class or upper middle class bracket, um, and, and I mean, that's a huge burden. It's still, like, you need so many resources. You need a lot of help. You need, it's almost a full-time job to take care of a kid with autism. So what happens when, for example, um, you know, you're being raised by foster parents or a single parent? And and in our classroom, we had six young men, and only one of them still had um, Karan Key. He was the only one of the whole classroom who had both of his parents. Um, Wow. 
together who he lived with, and they're pretty amazing. I mean, they both work full-time. Um, she's a paralegal, and he's a truck driver, which means he's also away a lot, but sure. they really, really, I mean, they, out of all the other kids in the class, were heads above of um, the other, you know, parents and single moms and, and foster and sponsor parents in terms of being able to have the time um, to seek out the resources that are available. But the issue in that community is that, yes, there's resources, there are organizations, but it's, you know, you really, really have to work hard to know what those are. Um, you yeah. have to call, you have to knock down doors, you have to know what paperwork to submit to get, to get certain things done. Um, yeah. And so in that community, it's just, it's, it's, a lot more difficult, and the other five guys in our class, like I said, had either single moms. Uh, one of them, Eric, was being raised by sponsor parents because his biological mother was too ill to take care of him. A couple of the others, um, foster parents. So, so they're really up, and and you know these are people who love these kids and mean really really well, uh, but they're very limited in terms of. They have to work full-time jobs. They they don't have a lot of money to pay for, you know, private programs when these guys graduate. So yeah. Janet Mino, their teacher, as well as the school social worker um, who we show in the film, were really took it upon themselves to go out, visit the available programs that these guys could afford, um, you know, mostly public programs. So it was pretty limited. Um and then help the parents to try to, in their limited time, you know, figure out the future of these guys as adults. Um, so that's really the story that we're trying to tell. Um, and, you know, to, to let people know that there are these resources and just you have to work um, to find them. Yeah. I was curious about, about Janet and, and these six guys. It's the, to hear, um, and I, and I re- Watch the sizzle reel already, and I know in the sizzle reel, it even there's a quick shot of us learning that all of her students are at that are going to essentially transition at the same time, and like you right. said, a, a year and a half in the future. Had she? How long had she been teaching all of them? Had they all been in the same class for the same amount of time for like a four year period? Uh, was yeah, it? Um, most of them had, with the um, exception of, of one of the guys who had been put in her class um, three years before. They had mm-hmm. they had all been in her class for four years. Yeah, because I, I got to imagine, I wonder, hearing what you described about the background of the kids, um, some of the, the, the I guess, the uh, difficulties, some of the struggles of both the kids and, and their families – um, you, you think about consistency, these, it struck me right. that this must be an even harder transition if maybe you have had some transitions at home, maybe between biological right. parents, foster care, and these kids and this teacher have been your extended family for six years. How much yeah. more difficult is that transition? I mean, I think it was very difficult for all of them. Just one to get you. You know, because I'm sure you know that that part of um, dealing with and helping people on the autism spectrum is about repetition and, and mm-hmm. them being used to to things um, in their daily lives. And so I think 
yeah, Mina was um, a mother figure to these guys, and and for her, you know, they were she treated them in the process as if they were her own sons. Um, yeah. And she even says it in the film, you know, she's acting as if she was a parent and wanting the best for, for her own kids when they become adults and go off on their own. And for them, like not only not going back to JFK, where many of them have been at JFK since they were 10 years old, so wow. 11 years, but also not seeing me know every day. Um, yeah, it makes it really difficult. So is the, you know, it sounds like the film really focuses in on, um, as you said, Janet, and I think the uh, the social worker, her name is Cynthia, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sounds like a big part of it is focusing in on them seeking a new transition program for the kids for that, when that year and a half comes. Um, right. What kind of... I guess, what kind of options did they end up finding for the kids? Uh, what kind well, of options were actually yeah, out there? Like I said, very few for people in that economic bracket. I mean, in that they couldn't pay for a private program, which is usually at least $40,000 a year. So it's really, oh. it's like going to college. Um, so there were a few public programs that they looked at. One was... Um, Pathways to Independence, which was basically mm-hmm. um, a work center. So they visited there, and it was really... There's a scene in the film where Janet and Cynthia visit Pathways to Independence, um, and, and Janet sees one of her former students there, and really they get work from places like... I can't remember. I want to say Best Buy or something. But I don't know, like kind mm-hmm. of piecework, putting together things and wiring things and... And Janet says, oh, this is like factory work. I, I would never want my kids to, to grow up and do this. But, again, it's, it's still a lot of parents find that to be a good option, that their kids can go um, or their adults can go there and, and have a job of sorts. Um, but there's also no recreation there, so it's, it's just a work program. And then um, another one that a couple of the guys ended up going to was a, the Birchwood Center, which is an adult daycare center. Mm-hmm. So really, um, up until a few years ago, it was just for the elderly, and now a small population is is for younger people with special needs um, and and um, young adults or adults with autism. Um, so it's really. They try really hard, and it's public, and they and they give people transportation. But really, it's it's yeah. sort of just babysitting in a way, just having them there, and they play games with them. But there's really no job training, no nothing more than that. So mm-hmm. for her, that was limited as well. Um, and the, and then the third one, which a lot of people really loved, was called the Way Center, um, which is. It's, I think it's funded by grants, and you do need to pay a little bit, but they have art programs and circus programs and yoga and music, so it was very much, although not yet job training, it was much more like of this nurturing ideal situation, but their hours were only 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and for parents wow. who are, yeah, so parents who work full-time, it's just not an option, um, so... Yeah, I mean, especially in the community. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that that feels even more 
shocking, this idea of 11 to 3 in, a, in the community that we're talking about where all these kids, it sounds like I can't imagine, I must, or I must imagine that everyone's working full time just right. to make ends meet, to, to support their you know, other kids, other family members. That, that, that sounds really challenging for a program like that. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the things we learned in making the film is that there's just small things like transportation that can make a huge difference. Um, I mean, hours is one, but let's say, for example, Karan, one of the kids ends up going to two of the centers, Birchwood and the Way Center, and the way that he's able to do that is that he, his parents were able to get some extra money from the state for transportation alone. But mm-hmm. You know, if there were more um, resources just for transportation for people on the autism spectrum, it would just go a long way. And it's something that um, people aren't really talking about yet. I think, but it's but it's such a huge thing, and it's such a kind of small. Um, not that it's a small task to take on, but it's just like one thing, which is just getting people more transportation to allow them to go to these programs. Yeah. Well, we've got another commercial break um, that we've got to take. So let's take this second break and we'll come back uh, and speak more with Danielle. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio, everybody. Uh, we're talking today to uh, the producer of Best Kept Secret, a new documentary um, about uh, JFK High School and a teacher and her six students who are all transitioning um, from the high school program into uh, adulthood, um, into uh, the adult supports that are out there for them in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Um, Danielle, you know, right before the break, you started talking about, you know, one of the things 
that uh, you learned and, and just the importance of transportation. I was curious if there was if there were other kind of surprises or, or things that uh, you guys learned um, from this, this whole process and, and following them around for, for that year and a half period. Sure. I mean, we learned so much, but I think one of the main things is that we all had these probably misconceptions about inner city public schools in that, and teachers in that you hear a lot of complaining or you think that, um, that there's not good being done there when, in fact, the school and the resources that they actually have and, and the teachers and the social workers and everyone in that school, even though they're in one of the poorest cities in America and it's a public school, they just work so hard and they're so positive. And, and the public schools is not really the problem. It's really what happens when there are no public um, schools to take care of you as an adult and, and there aren't enough public resources. So that's one thing we learned is just, you know, even in these poor communities that don't have much, there's just such amazing, hardworking people who are fighting every day for kids on the spectrum and kids with special needs to have good qualities of life. Um, And they don't sit around feeling sorry for themselves, and it's not all, you know, drug-ridden or whatever you see in some movies. I mean, it's a really, it was a really hugely positive and inspiring experience on that level. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's one thing. Um, and I guess that none of us really had thought about this issue of aging out, that there are, I guess the new numbers are one in 49 people born today will be on the spectrum. And you think about 21 years from now, how many millions that translates into and these, and people with autism can be the best workers that, a company will ever have. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the guys in our class, Eric Taylor, um, Dan Amina was able to get him a job at Burger King, and he was just, he needed a job coach, which is eventually why he sadly ends up losing the job, because after he graduates, they can't get him a job mm-hmm. coach, but he's the best employee they ever could have had. So you have these millions of people on the spectrum who could be model employees and could contribute to society who are just sort of being shoved to the side or in mm-hmm. institutions or, or at home when they could be very productive. Um, so it's a sad reality that that we just really need to look at um, nationally and on a state level as well. Yeah. I've got a question for kind of each of the things that, that you learned from, from the film or from the process. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the first one. It's You talked about um, the people, the you know, this misconception of, of, of the programs and the people in, in some of these um, um, underserved communities and you finding these great people. Is that where the title comes from? The, the best kept secret? Like this is uh, oh, that's a good the secret you figure? I mean, it kind of, it actually comes from the fact that that's actually the school's slogan. Um, it's called when you, the principal told us when we first met her that she has the, the secretary answered the phone, um, JFK high, you've reached JFK high school, the best kept secret in Newark. So, so it comes from that, but it really does apply on all those levels that this, this amazing school really is a, a, you know, a secret that shouldn't be because it's so incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw that on the sizzle reel, her say that, um, 
that that's that what she has her secretary say. But that was the the feeling I kind of got from it is you see a room that looks just like any other maybe cafeteria or room. But um, it was uh, the scene in the scissor wheel where you just saw all the kids and I think they were having breakfast and they were doing the morning announcements and you just right, saw nothing right. but smiles. Like everyone was just like so happy and so yeah. And yeah. energized by being there that I was like, wow, like this is kind of the secret, the secret thing that's going on of just awesomeness for these kids. No, like, it's true. The and if you went there, I mean, you'd feel we, the crew, like at the end of the day, we kind of didn't want to leave and go back to reality because you kind of, we would walk in there and just everyone was so loving and, and happy and amazing that was kind of like this alternate universe. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of cool to think about, you know, for me that this idea, this reinforces something that I've always kind of felt is that if, if you have really good people working with your kids, you know, whether it be a really great teacher, a really great therapist, a really great just person or, or people involved in, in your child's program, it always struck me as like that leads to some of the, the, the biggest successes. Um, it may be not about having you know, as many uh, resources or dollars for your specific program, but really great people can really make a huge difference. And, and I, I feel like listening to you and hearing um, the different parts of, of this story that you got to kind of observe and follow, uh, it really feels like that's what, that's what this program at JFK has. Yeah, it does. And, and everyone who sees the film, I mean, we've screened it at several festivals and in theaters in New York and LA and, and we've had Janet Mino come for Q and A's after, and every wow. single time she gets a standing ovation, just because she's just such a remarkable, um, heroic, inspiring person. I mean, she goes above and beyond, and the way that she cares and loves these guys is really—I mean, you see it in the film, and you see it in everything she does in her life, and it's just really remarkable. Yeah. Um, and that's a, just to kind of segue into something that I wanted to. Um, Sure. To share is that because of of this and, and the way this film and this experience has empowered her um, as an advocate for these guys, and her dream has always been to start um, her own program for young adults on the autism spectrum, and that's something that we've been helping her with. Oh, that's so awesome. she's been starting a nonprofit um, called the Valentine Center, named after her mother, and it's going to be in inner city Newark. Um, it's We've hooked her up with a business incubator in New Jersey, and Senator Menendez has been very helpful in doing that. So she's in the process of setting up a program for um, adults with autism in Newark and that will combine both recreation and job training. So that's, that's one of the best things to come out of this um, for all of us is just to see her grow and be able to, you know, realize her dream of, of doing that and continuing to help people after they graduate. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I was actually really curious to find out uh, when you talked about her speaking and doing these Q and A's, I was, I was kind of curious what happened with Janet. Has her life changed from all of this? So it's, that's awesome to, to hear that she's doing something really cool like that and, and bringing her, her passion to, uh, to hopefully, uh, more kids, not just one classroom, but maybe a whole school now. That's awesome. 
Yep, that's what we're working on. I mean, and Senator Menendez of New Jersey continues to be helpful. Um, he's actually has a bill that um, he's working on called the Age In Act. Mm-hmm. So that would help with, you know, putting it into um, Congress and getting more resources for adults on the autism spectrum. Um, so that's really exciting, too. And he's using this film to to promote that and, and help push it forward, which is really exciting because that's really what we want to do with this movie is get more awareness and more resources. That's great. Have you guys, have you guys um, been able to partner up with any of the, you know, the larger autism organizations um, across the country to, to spread this message? Cause I know it, it seems to be this, this, um, this idea of kids, becoming adults and, and getting older seems to be a growing and growing topic um, as, as I talk to the people in my community. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, the Autism Society, um, who have 108 chapters, this is one of their big issues. Um, yeah. so, they have a, so we were partnering with them to get the word out about um, screenings around the country that we want to do nice. over the fall. Um, so that's something that, yeah, we're definitely working on and and of course, looking for the more partners, the better. Yeah, yeah. And Autism Society was actually the first one I thought of because the the chapter here, uh, where I live in Los Angeles, um, is uh, a few of the people there I know are just really very passionate about this. Um, it's some of them because their kids are are coming into this age, but some of them yeah. because their yeah. kids have already gone through this, and they want people to learn from what they're learning from. So it's I think it's great to see real life experiences and, and real life situations um, to, to really rally and motivate people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we've got a final commercial break we've got to take. So let's take this last break and we'll come back with Danielle for one last segment. Be right back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today and let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, supporting extraordinary individuals and their families. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. 
If you have a question or comment for our host, Rob, or the guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Final segment on Autism Spectrum Radio, uh, talking about best-kept secret. Um, Danielle, I'm, I'm sure at this point... We've talked about the film. We've talked about the message. We haven't talked about how people can actually see it. So how, how can our listeners go out there and, and see the film? Well, there will be several ways to see it in the future. Um, but the, it is still playing in um, New York and Los Angeles through um, tomorrow. Um, but then after that, on Monday, September 23rd at 10 p.m., it's going to be on PBS's um, award-winning documentary series, POV. So again, wow. Monday, September 23rd at 10 p.m., um, that will be broadcast. So anyone who has a TV can see it on their public TV station. And then after that, what we're really interested in doing is um, community screenings. So we're partnering with an organization called TUG, which is T-U-G-G, and through them, we can basically crowdsource screening. So anyone can go onto TUG and look for the film Best Kept Secret, and then you can create an event um, in your town. So let's say you're in, oh, I don't know, Austin, Texas, and you, and you want to see the movie and you want to share it with 50 people. What you do is create an event and then basically... Um, they have partnerships with hundreds of theaters around the nation, everywhere from Regal to AMC to Art Cinemas. So you'd find a theater, um, and if you've got a minimum number of people there, let's say 40 or 50, then you could host um, the screening event. So that's something we really want to do um, by partnering with the Autism Society and other local organizations who can host screenings for their members um, and just get it out there on a national level. You know, I, I'm I'm sure this is probably a cliche kind of question, but but one that I feel like um, I want to ask um, anyway is, you know, when we think about the audience of this, uh, I've got to assume you're hoping to more than just people who have children on the spectrum or people who are on the spectrum themselves are coming out to see this. Right. I mean, we would, of course, want everyone in the world <laughs> to see it because it's a human story and it's a universal story. And like I always say, I think that any parent, no matter if their kid is uh, like an Ivy League scholar or whatever, can relate to this feeling of fear and anxiety when your kid leaves the nest and turns 21. I mean, you know, if you think about it like that, every parent in the world can relate to feeling like what's going to happen when my kid grows up and, and isn't in my home anymore and has to create a life for themselves. So I think that it's a universal story um, for everyone to watch. And we've had everyone, you know, from all walks of life respond to it. And, of course, people respond, you know, a lot more very emotionally if they have had that experience, if they have a relative on the spectrum. But also... A lot of teachers, a lot of special ed um, teachers and special ed professionals are really, um, really get into the story and, and really yeah. love the film um, because it yeah. just reflects the passion of a teacher um, and, and how much they get involved in their students' lives. So, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know, after if, if people have uh, want to get more information about the film, want to get more information about you know you and the and the team of people who put this together or, or follow um, what's going on with the film, you know. Tomorrow, the next day, the next day. Um, do you guys have a website? Is there a good way for you guys to be contacted, to be reached? Sure. Yeah, I mean, the best, everything is housed on our website, bestkeptsecretfilm.com. Um, and that will link you also to our Facebook page, our YouTube page. Um, and there's a contact form that you can email, and it goes right to my email. So I will definitely get, get any emails that you send and, and respond to them quickly. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really just, uh, from what I could see on the sizzle reel and the trailers that you guys have on the website, I just, I really feel like this is an incredible message, uh, a really just powerful story. Um, I feel like Janet, you know, like you said, she's an inspirational person. I feel like just meeting her in that first kind of few seconds, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is someone who is going to be really interesting to follow and who has a passion that should be should be seen by others. So uh, I, I just wish you guys the best of luck with, with the film and, and continuing to get the word out there. Well, thank you so much for having me. Great having you. Thanks so much. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to kind of stick on this topic, you know, just before, I, before we wrap up is I had this, this thought um, during our, our third segment where, where Danielle was talking about the, the statistics and, and, and now um, we're looking like basically one in 49 kids, as she said, um, are going to be diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And that stat and talking about high school kind of got me thinking. I mean, I went to a relatively large, a decent sized high school and my graduating senior class had 450 people. So what that means is statistically based on this, Nine people in my graduating class should theoretically, would theoretically be on the autism spectrum. And that's bigger than Janet Mino's class. She had a, a class of six. Um, it is on the high side for any special ed class that, that I've ever been in. Um, nine, nine students is a lot. And it got me thinking if that's nine per class and maybe we're talking about um, one and a half classes or classrooms. That's six classrooms dedicated to helping freshmen through seniors in, in high school, just in my school alone. And that, that's, that's really powerful to, to put it in that, those, those terms, those stats for me. I mean, I, I work you guys know I work in this community. I, I work with, with actually a lot of teens and I've worked with a lot of teenagers on this topic, on adult transition and just putting in those real terms of, of, uh, of what it was like in new city, New York and, and what those stats would be and, and what Clarkstown North high would, would have to be set up. Like it's, uh, it's a little scary. And I, I think I grew up in a pretty good town with, with some, some pretty strong resources and, and actually still stay in touch with some of these special ed teachers in, in that community. But I don't know if there's enough resources to match um, that, those types of needs, that, those number, that number of people. And I'm, I have no idea what they look like, but I'm afraid 
of, of what they actually would be. Are they what Janet had in mind for her students? Are they going to match up to what I would have in mind for my students? Um, so I, I'm, I'm really glad that there's a film like this really showing the reality, the truths of what adult transition looks like and how passionate people can be, but also how scary this can be, um, not just for the teachers, but for, for the students themselves and their families. Um, so with that, I, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you are curious about uh, some other shows we've, we've done about adult transition, uh, we've done a lot. Uh, and one I would recommend uh, very highly is um, one from, from our early days, uh, back from, the, from when Dr. Freya was, was hosting uh, on a regular basis. Uh, he did a show with Peter Gerhardt back in the spring of 2012 that I think is one that you guys should all go back and check out. Uh, Dr. Gerhardt is incredible, uh, personal inspiration for me when I think about what I do uh, and how I want to do it as a, as a professional and someone who's helped countless um, individuals and their families on the spectrum with adult transition. Um, as always, if you have questions, want to post some comments, please share them. More info at autismtherapies.com is the best way to reach me, as well as uh, posting any messages or, or thoughts on our Facebook page. Um, it's just the Autism Spectrum Therapies Facebook page. We are really good at answering. And, and uh, Donna and Christina, my great team, um, are always checking it out, listening to hear what you guys have to say, and making sure that it, it spreads to me because I am, a, I must admit, a, a a novice, an extreme novice at Facebook, as I, I don't even have my own personal account. Uh, I hope you guys have a, a fabulous week, a fabulous weekend, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care. We hope you've had some questions about autism answered this week. Autism Spectrum Radio can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Please join us for another edition next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.